Whose turn is it? Jastin's. Jastin. I think right. it's me, yeah. Jastin. A through Z. W. 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 Okay. So an upside down W is an M. That's a good start. Yep. And I have something for an M uh, with a slight update on the whole uh, Jonathan Major situation. Okay. Okay. Um, so Insider Magazine, apparently Jonathan Major's uh, lawyers gave Insider Magazine a bunch of their evidence showing that he didn't do it. And they're like, see, he didn't do it because there's like an affidavit from the taxi driver saying that he didn't do it. Uh, there's camera footage showing she went to clubs after he supposedly last saw her and all this stuff, just all this evidence. And a lot of people have come out and said, see, this completely exonerates him, all this other stuff. And honestly, for all we know, it could. It very well could be exonerating evidence. Uh, I would just say, Kind of like one of the things we said early when we first discussed this stuff. Wait and see. Because it's his defense attorneys giving you this information. They're not going to give you anything that might be damning to him. They might not give you all the footage or all the texts or all this and that. You know what I mean? They're not going to give you all that stuff. You know, right now, this is still scheduled to go to trial. So we kind of need to wait till it's on trial to actually see if there's any other missing pieces to this. You know, there could be multiple things. Um, I've just seen so many people saying like, well, where's all your energy now? You know, after you, you know, you accused him of all this stuff and now, like, what's all this other stuff? I'm like, well, you can just keep the same energy. I don't know why any of that needs to change yet. Nothing's been proven yet. There's no real changes yet. My biggest issue that this whole report and article and all this other stuff did not address is the report that there are multiple women that have come forward saying that he does this. That was not addressed in this article or in any of the evidence presented by his legal team or any of that stuff. So to me, that's a little, uh, that might be a little telling too, that they're just going to ignore this other thing. Because they don't have a good response to it yet or anything or, or in general. And to me, that's always been the biggest kind of tell with things is, is patterns. Is there a pattern of stuff? Up until this point, we didn't have evidence of a pattern. Now there is evidence pointing toward a pattern. Now, 
some of this information that the lawyer presented and all this other stuff could be why Disney has been very hesitant to make a declaration one way or the other. And I totally understand that. And part of it's because, I mean, realistically speaking, Disney does not have to make a decision yet. The only other thing coming out with him in it right now is Loki season two. They already filmed it. They're not going to go and refilm what he shot. So you kind of got a couple of years to figure it out in general. You know, whilst also they could have already secretly recast it and just not announced it yet. So there is a lot of things that can still change. I want to say the trial is scheduled for August. So there's a lot more information that can still come out. But I do want to be fair to this information that has come out that supposedly his his lawyer team did a better job than the last time they announced that they have completely exonerated him by releasing a bunch of text messages that make him look guilty as fuck. Right. So. Mm-hmm. But I want to be fair to the story. There is now evidence that supports his claims. So I want to be fair to him. I want to be fair to the story. I want to be fair to all that in general and bring up that fact at the same time. You know, because I'm not going to lie. It'd be kind of great if this was just an, an angry domestic argument that got blown up out of proportions. You know, it would be great if there was no domestic violence in this situation. Not only because he is a great actor and I would like to see him in more movies if he's not a complete piece of shit. But also because, you know, it'd be kind of great if a woman didn't get her ass beat by this man. That's just would be kind of a cool thing. You know, so. I mean, we'll see. That just kind of, you know. Something to keep everybody's out uh, eyes out on. Yeah, no, I hadn't heard that yet. So, okay. And also, if you are up in the Midwest right now, man, your lungs are getting rocked by this yeah. Canadian smoke right now, man. That is why I sound like I'm smoking three packs a day again. I'm not. It's Canadian smoke. Mm, yes, different thing. Uh, and also, if you have not noticed and you're watching this on YouTube, uh, there wasn't. There, there's no video right now. We have some technical difficulties we're working through. A fix has already been found. We just have to wait for said fix to ship and be received. But it is coming. So... Just a couple episodes, guys. Just a couple episodes, no video. Old school Cinema Slayers, if you will. Yes, sir. This still obviously is up on YouTube or will be up on YouTube. 
uh, just without, you know, video. It'll just be the little audio-only banner that I've done before. So, but yeah, it's coming. The fix is on the way. It's what happens when you were super reliant on technology to do shit. When technology goes bad, you're fucked for a little bit. Because technology also ain't cheap. Dear God. Man. Yeah. This is true. But I think that's I think that's gonna be it for this intro today. We've got we got two movies to discuss. We have we have our main episode one, and we have a super secret movie. That you have to listen to that section if you want to find out what it is. Or look in the description. I'll have it in the description. It won't be in the title. It'll be in the description, though. So you can look in the description or just listen to that part. And you can hear about the super secret movie we're going to talk about. You guys ready? Yep. Yep. Slayers. 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 Hey, Cine fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And tonight we are going to talk about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with the movie The Blackening. And a super secret movie later. But we will go recommendations and scores. Uh, or, I'm sorry, we will go spoiler-free recommendations and scores and then into a more spoiler-centric section with time codes in the description to allow you to jump around if you would like to. I don't remember what I typically say there. I'm thrown off. It's been a long day. Uh, and with all that, we will go spoiler-free first. Uh, uh, Justin. God, now I feel like a dick because I'm like, hey, it's the movie about black people. Justin, go first. Uh, yeah, I was oh about no. to say, why am I going first? <laughs> is it too late to change it to Heather? Or is that worse now? Is it worse that I now backtrack? <laughs> <laughs> it's like as soon as I said that, I was like, that just seems so like white guilt awkward. Well, it was going to be a 50-50, you know, choice. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's no really fixing it either way at this point, (laughs) but we could just (laughs) laugh about it and let Heather go. (laughs) At least I thought, oh, it let her go. Damn. I made the wrong choice. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. Uh, Okay. So according to Jastin, not my call, Jastin's call, Heather, what are your spoiler free thoughts? About the blackening. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I will say I mostly enjoyed this movie. It was a little bit different than I think I expected it to be as far as like the tone of the movie. Um, it had some like funny elements to it and it had some, you know, more actual like, I guess I would say thriller type aspects to it. 
And I thought it was going to lean a little bit more on the the funny side. Like it was going to be heavy on the funny. And it was a funny movie, but I feel like I just expected maybe a little bit more of like silly humor than it was, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I think what they did with it was really good. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I just I expected maybe a different tone of the movie more than what I got. But in either case, it's a very I think it's very entertaining because I think the whole way through it, uh, I'm I'm pretty engaged in what's happening and figuring out what's going on and things like that. So it, it does engage you uh, right away and it keeps your attention pretty much the whole time, I would say. Um, yeah, I think they they did a good job of just like letting you get to know most of these characters kind of in their own way. Um, And I think that the way that they built some of the relationships in this movie was really good. Uh, A couple of the leads of this were, you know, they had a really good dynamic together and the whole group of friends has a great chemistry together, I would say. Um, Yeah, I, I think it is one of those where I wouldn't say it's, you know, kind of like a, revolutionary scary movie or anything like that or a comedy even but it's I I think it's good I think it's a solid film with a good story and um I think the characters were were really good so yeah I mean I think there might be some left you know wanting with the total outcome of this film but overall it was enjoyable I had a good time you know so yeah, I, I think it was a decent film with, uh, I, I like that it, well, at least for me, there weren't a whole lot of people, like actors that I knew from this movie. There was maybe a couple, but I kind of think that worked well because I didn't have any reference of, okay, I've seen them in this. I know how they are, things like that, as far as how they act. So it was kind of like all new for me and all all new sort of surprise for the most part with um, a lot of these characters and actors in this movie. So yeah, I, but it was good. I think that kind of helped to be like, you know, I don't know what to expect from this person or anything like that. So yeah, I think it was a solid film. Um, not perfect, uh, or anything like that, but it was, it was a good time. I'll say. Justin, what about you? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I had a good time with with this movie as well. Um I didn't know a lot of the the cast that they had in this movie. I'm not familiar with a lot of these faces, but man, they were good together. I think that that's really yeah. the glue that holds this all together is that the cast is just so good. And I mean, they felt all like real friends. I think that, yeah. yeah, like I think that everybody played their roles well. And because the the crux of this movie is really them together and them as a group or them in separate situations or them kind of talking about their history amongst each other and things like that, all of them have an incredible delivery. And I think that that's very important in a comedy like this. 
And that's another interesting thing, too. Like, even though this has that horror dressing and sort of that that thriller dressing, to me, this absolutely was a comedy. You know, this wasn't about being scary or trying to be unpredictable. It's there, there's a lot of satire and there's a commentary on just not even not even just uh, black tropes, black history, things like that, but also black horror tropes and things of that nature. So and just uh, not even just black horror tropes, but just black tropes in general. And the movie like plays a lot with that stuff. Uh, so there were times where it kind of gave me get out vibes, like not saying that it's as good as get out or anything like that. It's not as expertly crafted as that movie, but I got vibes from it just with a lot of what it was trying to say, the metaphors and some of the kind of lessons that are sort of in between the lines of what's happening in the movie. So I liked that. I was digging it. And like I said, the cat, it was just so expertly casted that just about everything lands, the satire lands, the what, the way that the characters are acting versus what they're representing versus what's happening in the movie. Just about all of it, honestly, is spot on. Um, now, I honestly, I think that the only knock against the movie is that because it works so much as a comedy, I think that all of that works to a T. So that's the strength of the movie. However, when it wasn't doing the comedy and it was trying to be more about the horror and more serious and stuff like that, I don't necessarily think it worked as well whenever it tried to switch tones. But because the majority of this is just satire, comedy, things of that nature, and, and just a, 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 a very Afrocentric type of uh, horror comedy that it is, it works most of the time as that. Um, not so much the horror elements or the thriller elements, not necessarily. Though, you know, you get to the movie and it's telling the story. And I thought that the reveal and everything like that at the end was fine. I think that it was executed well. I think overall it did, the movie did what it needed to do. Um, it, it never felt too long or that it overstayed its welcome. I thought the pacing was pretty good in this movie. Um, like I said, I think it's just a little weaker in the horror elements, but definitely its strength is the satire and the comedy and the commentary that it was making. And that ultimately carries the movie. And overall, I really enjoyed it. And I think it is actually one of the better comedies that you can watch right now. Justin, you took the words out of my mouth. I think as a comedy, this movie works very well. I think acting-wise, it works very well. I think with chemistry-wise, I think it works very well. And I think for about the first two-thirds of the movie, it works good as a horror thriller movie. I think the final act of this movie 
when you look at it from a horror or thriller perspective. Like the mystery elements and the horror elements of the third act is by far the weakest thing in this movie. And not so much that it's like a not enjoyable movie. It just kind of takes it out of being like great or really good to just kind of, you know, it's pretty good. And that kind of made me sad because this movie has all the other elements there. They're there. And it gives you, it, it gives them to you. It just, when it comes to that last final, I mean, cause I think this movie works great as a satire, kind of like a Shaun of the dead or a lot of those early yeah. Edgar Wright movies where they're a satire of that genre, but they're also grade a movies of that genre. You know, like, I mean, Shaun of the Dead, while it makes fun of zombie movies, is a great A zombie movie. Hot Fuzz, while making fun of buddy cop movies, is a great A buddy cop movie. You know? And that's where this one fails a little bit. It's got all the other elements there. And it, like you said, it, it makes it brings up the tropes and it makes fun of the tropes. But then it also uses some of the tropes effectively to mock the fact that they are tropes, but it still does them. And all those things, it does very well. It just does not seal the deal with it also being a good horror movie. It's a pretty good horror comedy. You know, it just, it never fully cements itself as also a good horror movie. Like a movie, if you took out the jokes, it would still work. And it's just very unfortunate because outside of that, the movie's great. I mean, I I did not know 90% of this cast. And I loved them. I thought they were great. Like, I want to, like, I, I feel bad for not knowing them now. I want to see more with them in it. It's just man, it's just it's a missed opportunity from from the filmmakers. I don't think it's the cast fault. I think it's, you know, I think it was the writer and director that just maybe they don't have you know the experience to do that or maybe, you know, they thought they had an idea that worked and then once it's put together, it just doesn't, that happens, you know, maybe on paper, it's a great ending, but outside of that, you know, in, in real life, it just didn't quite, you know, come together like you thought it would. But outside of that though, I mean, it's, it's still really good. And you know, I mean, And I do agree with you as far as just on a strictly comedic level. It's up there with your better comedies of this year. So uh, recommendations and scores. Yeah. Yep. Recommendations and scores. 
Now it can't be awkward because I'm following the the trend I always do. Justin, what's your recommendation and score? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna recommend it. Uh, I, I think that that's you. You said it a good way. It has. It it unfortunately doesn't quite nail everything to be great, but it is very good. I think that that's the best thing to say about it. It won't go down as a great. It's not get out great, but it is very good. It's solid. It has some good moments. It has great satire, and it was a unique play on a lot of these horror genre tropes with also black people and how they relate to them. So I think all of that is good, and I could see this being fun with the right group of people watching this and laughing at what characters are saying and how people are reacting to this is one of those where I think going with a group of people, this would be a blast to watch because it's real easy. It's simple. It's got those kind of jump scarish moments. It all plays out kind of like a saw movie where you kind of have this game that's being played and, uh, these events that are occurring that kind of, and the game means something beyond just a game and all of that kind of stuff. So it's got kind of those. And like you said, the mystery ish and sort of who done it of it sort of, and who are they sort of stuff like that. It's got all of that in there for you. So this seems like a fun group movie. Um, and, and I think that that's where it, it honestly would be most effective. And there's a lot of quotable lines and moments and stuff like that because the cast is just so incredibly good at their delivery of this. So I think it just really checks the boxes for something like that. Uh, so, yeah, I think that you should check this out if it's still in your theater, if it's still there. Um, and ain't nobody watching the flash. So, I mean, you might as well <laughs> go watch this. You probably no seen Spider-Man three or four times since it retook the lead at the box office last See, weekend from what I'm hearing. Yes. I, I was actually going to bring this up way later, but somehow the, the flash had a abysmal opening weekend and still somehow dropped 72% on its second weekend. Jeez. Wow. That's so crazy. And when I heard that that uh, Across the Spider-Verse was back in the number one spot, I'm like, <laughs> damn, how many times yeah. has that happened? That feels like a very rare thing. I would love to see the stats on that. But anyway, I digress. You ain't watching The Flash. You done seen Spider-Man eight times. Give this one a try. It's still around. It's still hanging around in theaters and stuff like that. Give it a go, man. I think you'll find that overall you'll have a good time. So with that being said, I think it's definitely better than a C, but it's not quite an A. So I fall right in that B category. We're going to go with 82 black cards that have been revoked, which is kind of a perfect (laughs) villain origin story. For a black character out of a hundred. Heather, what about you? Yeah, I recommend it. I think it is good. Um, honestly, you know, talking about the flash too, like I had a more fun time at this movie. <laughs> I think it was a more enjoyable one throughout. Like it just, it flowed better. It was just more entertaining and engaging for the entire run of the movie. 
Um, and yeah, it's it's very witty. And there were moments that I was like out loud laughing at a few things that they said or did. Um, yeah, it's good. I think it's a good. Um, and while like the type of humor I was expecting, I don't know. I feel like I don't know if I was expecting it to be because I saw it so much more as a parody. I guess I felt like I was expecting more over the top, like ridiculous making fun of horror tropes. I don't know. But it's it's not bad, though. I think that it actually worked better that they didn't do that. Um, I think it's just going into it. That's what I expected, probably. But um, but yeah, I think it. Yeah, it definitely works better on the storyline side of it and the uh, comedy side of it than it does on the horror side of it. But I think for, you know, say you have those friends that they can't really take super scary horror movies or something. This would be a good one to go to with them because it's not overly scary or horrifying or anything like that. And you get the fun part of it to kind of relieve any scary parts that you might see in it. So, yeah, I think it's a it's enjoyable. And I think you're right, Jason. I think it would be a really good one to see with a group of people. I think that would be a fun time. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it hits more than it misses for me. Um, what am I going to give this movie? I think I'm going to give it. Um. I'll give it 76. I wanted more Yvonne Orji and Jay Farrow out of 100. God, I just wish the ending was better on the horror side. I really do. I'll keep this part short, though. Uh, I do recommend it. Like Justin said, you, you ain't watching The Flash. You ain't watching Transformers. Nope. Give this movie a shot. It is better than both of it. We have, I mean, this is probably, what well, I mean, this is hands down the best movie we've seen in a few weeks since Spider-Verse. Yeah. And unfortunately, I can't remember Pitch. any. The tree. That was an accident on my part. I was trying to look at our old episodes and the podcast episode I was listening to played. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, it's up there to me, I guess, with The Little Mermaid. It's better than Fast X. You know, so it, it's up there with one of the better movies that we've seen in like two months. Uh, score wise. I'm pretty much right between you guys almost. I think if the end, as far as a horror movie, was a little better, it'd be in that next tier. Uh, Unfortunately for now, it's a 79. Out uh, 79, shit, I even know how to play spades. Out of a hundred. <laughs> uh, which that does bring its Cinescore directly to a 79. Uh, spoilers? Yep. 
Yep. Spoilers. They they telegraphed a little too hard that he was the killer. And I think one way they could have fixed this in my mind. You already killed every white person that was in this movie. Just add some more and kill them too. Give me more deaths. Like you have like five deaths in this whole movie. Like just throw some more white or no six. I'm sorry. You have six deaths in this whole movie. Just throw some more white people in there and kill them. It's fine. And I think that kind of would have helped a little bit. Just kind of like give some more tension with stuff. Because like the fact that so few people died in this movie, that essentially what you have more people lived than died, or it's an equal number of people that lived and died. At a certain point, you realize none of the main, like none of the main characters that are there are going to die. Cool. So kill some other people. I'm not saying you have to kill them. I get why you wanted all of them to live. Because, yes, that's a commentary on the fact that black people always die first. And then now you've got six that live till the end. Totally cool with that. But, yeah, just kill some other people then. It's fine. Just, you know, you're already going to have some. And I'm surprised I haven't seen somebody complain that all the white actors in this movie died. (laughs) I'm sure there's somebody out there. To to give this movie, or to, I guess to give them credit, the people that would think that aren't going to go see this movie anyway. That's true. They don't know that all the white people died. I probably just told them. I'm not going to lie, though. Those people <laughs> probably don't listen to this podcast either. Yeah, probably not. Uh, if you do, I'm going to ask why. And I'll politely say don't respectfully no <laughs> just don't i don't care about you um but i mean yeah so like like i said just got do something like that add more of a body count so then that way you get some more tension you get some more are people gonna live and are people gonna die you know what i mean it that is something that a higher body count can add to this movie i hate to say it but kind of in a way, it's like take a page out of Scream's playbook of just throw people in there to kill. Just up the body count just so, you know, nobody knows what's going on. It adds some more stress. It You know, it kind of adds a little bit of those elements to it. And also, I would suggest don't telegraph so fucking hard. Every scene a character's in that he's your fucking main killer guy. Like, at no point in this movie did they try to make you not think it was him. I know they thought they did by fake killing him. But you still know they didn't. Like, when you watch that scene, I wasn't, I I did not think he died. I was like, why did they just try to fake kill their obvious killer? And that kind of sucked a little bit. Especially because his performance is good. I have no problems with him being the killer. 
I just have all the problems in the world that this movie goes. The second he's introduced, it goes, hey, this guy's the killer. It just never does a good enough job to make you think he's not. And then when he is the killer, you're just like, yeah, I know. I was there for the rest of the movie. You know, and I mean, one thing I did appreciate about this is they did a pretty good job of not making their killers just unstoppable murder machines. That's true. I appreciated that. They kind of just died from, you know, normal shit that kills a human. They could have very easily gone the route of sick. Where somebody has to get the strength of the Hulk or Superman to actually kill somebody. You know, like they, they acting like it's fucking Highlander that if you don't kill them in a very specific way, they're going to keep coming back. Like this movie didn't do that. And I thought they were going to, I really thought they were going to. And then, then that, especially the first one that dies, I was just like, Oh, he's actually dead. Kudos to this movie for just having, you know, humans die like humans. I just think they could have done a little bit more with what they had, you know, I mean, especially because, you know, you had what's his name? Oh, the guy from that uh, from the Drew Carey show and. I forget his name, but I like him. It's like Friedrich. The Dieter. cop guy. Yeah. Um, I totally, I, I thought his character was funny. I liked whenever he's sitting there and he's like, I'm an ally. And then like, I forgot what he said, but then they were like, okay, maybe you are. <laughs> oh and yeah. Then, Diedrich Bader. Yes. And then they go right back to not trusting him again. Which is valid. I loved that twist with it. Like, that, you know, because, well, I can't speak to it personally. All I know is I've seen it. That, that, how many times have you seen white people claim their allyship until shit gets real? And then that allyship gets a little soft. So I get why a group of black people, while they were like, oh, that's legit, would then also be like, I still don't trust you. Because shit is more real now. Man, I wish I could remember what he said. Because I remember the part you're talking about. They asked him, uh, uh, he said, if I was invited to the cookout... I would be honored, but I still wouldn't go because my presence there would still make too many people uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, man, did I fuck that up when I was younger? Because I've been to the cookout. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, man. I guess I fucked that up back in the day. I don't know. 
And was it also kind of him talking about the fact that he's a white police officer? Yes. So it's the, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's also that part, too. A white police officer goes to the cookout. So, and his name was Officer White. You know, it was just all over that. But Yeah, yeah, there's layers to it. And that's that's what's great about the comedy in this movie. Yeah. Why did they (laughs) not put that much attention to the murder part? And I'm not going to lie, I do slightly wish that the murders were a little better. The murders were a little boring. The murders were just people getting shot with a bow and arrow. I mean, and it's it's a double-edged sword because it kind of adds some realism to it. Because, you know, not everything needs to be machetes and death traps and all this shit. I get that. But there could have been a little bit more variety. I think 90% of the deaths in this movie are by bow and arrow. It's kind of like if, you know, the MCU wanted to do a reboot of Hawkeye as a murderer. I mean, and, and with all that, though, I mean, like I said, I'll say this. Is it still still funnier than a lot of other movies I've seen this year? that are meant to be funny. I just don't know if I'd say it's the best horror movie or, or kind of even up there in that regard. Uh, Justin, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I think that those are all good points and you could just tell that, this movie is a movie that puts most of its eggs in the comedy satire basket because there's not a lot of creativity when it came to the kills and uh, sort of the, the, the villain reveal and everything like that. Like the, the, the best thing about the villain in this had nothing to do with the horror elements or the fact that he wanted to kill and everything like that. The The best thing about him is the commentary on why it, or on why he became the killer and like the why and the how of what he was doing. It really was just more, and the characterization of him is the best part of it. It's not even really like, um, alongside the his acting, and let me go ahead and get his uh his name, Jermaine Fowler, who plays Clifton, which it was also funny when a character accidentally called him Carlton because I was totally thinking that, which was totally on purpose because you know the black nerd, the Carlton character. So I thought that that was a nice little reference right there, but. I did like the idea of this black character not because he didn't fall into certain black stereotypes. They thing he was teased and things were said to him like, you know, your black card has been revoked because you don't know how to play spades or you you don't know these how to do these things or you act a different way so therefore you're so i liked how that played into his vendetta that he had 
against these people. And some of that is coming from a real place, because if you're a black nerd out there, you know how sometimes that can be. And that totally was me growing up, you know, so I know kind of what some of that bullying and just what some of those inside jokes that people have about you and stuff, or you act, you don't act black enough and all of that kind of stuff. And like the indictment on your blackness, if you don't do these things from both sides, you get it from the black side and from uh, people who aren't of color. Sometimes it can come from both sides and it can be like super overwhelming. So I, so I liked that, that, that some of that was sort of the basis for why this person became a villain. That was the best thing about Clifton. That, that, that was the best thing about him was the why and the how. Not so much the horror element story of we're trying to figure out this killer and who is it. Oh, it's him. Yeah, you probably could have seen that coming a mile away. And I don't know about the fake death and everything like that. I maybe would have. I don't know if I would have done it so on the nose like that. Like it felt like would he, why would he, would he allow himself to get shot on? You know, I don't know. Maybe it would have been better if they just carried him somewhere off camera or you saw um, something from his and they assumed he was dead or, but, but either way, if it was going to be predictable, would he have done this big calculated, I'm going to get shot with an arrow and make them think and then come back. I don't know. That was a bit intricate. Um, even for this, it just felt like, okay, it's a fake out death, but, but it felt like it was more for the audience. I just don't know if that was what the character would do. You know what I mean? I just questioned that, uh, that narrative decision, but, uh, but, but, but I did like the, the how of him. I, I did like the, the, the methodology behind the villain. So I thought that that at least was good. And that's really what this movie is when it's playing on the tropes, when it's playing on the satire, when it's playing on the jokes and all of that stuff, that that's when it's at its best. Um, and, and, and like you said, the horror elements just kind of leave something to be desired. They're there, but it's almost like the horror stuff is the dressing, but the meat of this is the comedy. That it's really a reverse type of thing. And, and, and normally what we see is that the horror is the is the meat and the dressing is the satire, the comedy, the 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 use of tropes and different and manipulating tropes and different things like that. This movie's totally the opposite, which kind of makes it unique, but it also can kind of be that double edged sword of what you expect the movie to be. So I totally get where um, you're, you're coming from with some of that, Sterling. Uh, but really what I just enjoyed was the characters, man. I just really thought that they were, that they were great. Uh, Melvin Gregg, who plays King, who a lot of this movie, he's injured, but he just, I thought, found a I way him. to... Yeah, I, he just found a way to be funny. 
um, every time I thought just whether it was a look or whether he was reacting to someone, I, I just thought that he was great. And really like all the women I thought were just excellent in this. I, I really thought that they just, uh, all showed up all different personalities, but in their own way, just added something to this movie. Like when it was time, when the movie picked a certain time for one of them to shine, I just felt like they did. And so, yeah, there's just was a lot of charisma in this movie. And there was just, uh, just some of these actors and actresses, um, you know, uh, Antoinette Robinson, who plays Lisa in this, was just was so good. And I mean, um, and ex Mayo, who plays Shanika, she was good, too. I didn't know if I was going to like that character or not, kind of at the beginning. But once she got meshed in with everybody and things started happening, I thought that she was great, too. Um, and I and I mean, there's just so much in here that. Uh, I just appreciate it. Just even when it came to this game and some of the questions that were being answered, like, you, you know, and some of those questions are fun questions. Like who are the, um, the name, some black people that survived in some movie in some horror movies and stuff like that. You know, th- there were just a lot of fun kind of quizzes and stuff that they were doing with these games and some of them, I was like, oh, I know the answer. Oh, I know the answer. But then some of it, I was like, damn, I don't think I quite knew that exact answer. So yeah. it, it was even getting me sometimes. But even that sort of played into this villain and like his vindictiveness for why, how they challenged his blackness. So this game was sort of designed to challenge theirs and may, and you know, and that was if smart. you don't, yeah. yeah, if you don't know the answer to this question about black history and stuff like that, you're going to die. So see, it all perfectly fits together from a, a narrative standpoint. So, so maybe if you had just like gone full comedy with it and just sort of set that expectation that it's not going to be much of the much of a horror. Maybe uh, you wouldn't look for those elements as much or wouldn't need them as much, but, or maybe they thought they did that. I don't know, but, but, but you do just kind of wish if they had just had that chef's kiss on the horror side of things, then yeah, it it, it probably would have just been a perfect film. Heather, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I like, I really liked the scene when they were uh, playing the game and having to answer the questions and everything. And even just the idea of like, just the kind of the characters that each of them were and how even in their own friend group, they had like preconceived ideas about who they were and then how they're answering some of these questions and who's answering them correctly was even surprising the friend group. And I thought that was kind of cool and funny that it did that because it also just kind of shows that whole like, hey, like this is who, like I actually am a smart person. I actually know things. I'm actually a helpful person. And I even feel like how they were handling the situation throughout the movie also showed that where they were like, they each brought something 
to the table for the most part when it came to try to like survive and help the others survive and all of that. So, but yeah, I really liked the scene with the, uh, with the, the game that they were playing and I was trying to like, yeah, I was kind of like quizzing myself too on some of these questions and, and I just thought it was funny. Like the aunt Viv question was really funny to me <laughs> because when they asked it, I'm in my head and I'm like, I, I feel like I know this. I think, I don't know. I was like, it's either season three or season four when she came in. I don't remember, but I was, I was close, right? Like, so I'm still like trying to figure out the answer to these questions myself. And then of course the friend's question made me laugh because I mean, the running joke is that there's zero diversity in friends and it's true. So I just thought that was funny <laughs> that they like yeah. had that question in there. And I honestly would have got that wrong. Cause I was like, I could think of two, I could think of two black people in this whole thing. And so I just, it was just really like humorous that they used that and that the answer, the correct answer was, I've never seen it. That should have been like the right answer. It was really funny to me that they did that. Um, yeah, that got a belly <laughs> laugh from me, man. Cause I was like, well, I'm dead. Cause I don't know the question. And then whenever it was right. like, the answer is I haven't seen it. That got a laugh out of me. Cause I was like, damn, okay, movie. All right. That right. was on point. You know? Yeah. yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But, the um, funny thing about that scene is that I knew one of them and it's not cause I've seen the show. Uh, Aisha Tyler used to have a podcast that I used to listen to. And she talked about being on friends once. That's the only reason why I knew she was on friends. Not because I (laughs) had seen her on friends. It's like, I had heard her talk about it, you know, and that was it. Yep. It's like, that's all I had was that. Yep. That. And um, yeah, that's, I knew that one. And I knew Gabrielle union. Because again, they were both love interests for the other characters. So yeah, it was just, it was pretty funny though. And yeah, I just like the, um, I don't know, there was just something, it was creative storytelling. And I think the storytelling and the character, um, kind of just the characters were the best part of this movie and like just how they played off of each other when they were split up into specific groups and all of that. My, I will say my only, my only thing I will say about the characters, like they're all good characters, but I feel like the um, Antoinette Robertson who plays Lisa, the kind of like, it seemed to me like she was supposed to sort of be the lead of the movie and she was a good character, but I feel like there were just so many other characters in the movie that kind of outshined her as far as like their personality and what they brought to the table that she kind of, like wash into the background for me. You know what I mean? Like it didn't really feel like she's the one that I'm like, she's the one you root for. She's the main protagonist. She's my favorite, right? Like I feel like she's, she's fine and she's, you know, she's a good character, but the personality that she brought was just sort of, and it kind of, yeah, it just blended into the background with some of these other really funny personalities, you know? So that I would say that would be my only thing character wise that, I would say, and I don't even know if it's a flaw because I still liked her character. You know what I mean? But I just feel like it feels like they're trying to push her as like she's the main character and all of this going down is sort of based around her with like the drama in the friend group and all of that stuff. So yeah, I just thought it was an interesting thing that she just kind of didn't outshine anybody else. Um, I loved... uh, (laughs) the guy that you were talking about that was always injured King. Is that his name? 
Yeah. yeah. King, I think, might have been my favorite. Like, I don't know what it was about him, but he was just he was so effortlessly just funny because he was yeah. also like mostly very chill, <laughs> you know, like he's yeah. injured and he's, and he's just kind of like, all right, here we go. Like he would just, he was just funny. I don't know. I really liked him, but I also really liked, uh, Lisa's best friend, uh, Dwayne. I liked him a lot too. I thought, I thought Dwayne was great. And I, I just really, I loved his dynamic with Lisa Um, I thought it was just really funny and I don't know, just the way that they, yeah, just the, the, the group of friends and the story of like their friendship was just the really fun part of this movie. Um, Yeah. And then he was Allison, I think. Yeah. Um, Allison, I think also, I don't know. She, she's up there too. Like I thought Allison was great. When she was accidentally like on something, <laughs> she just was like really helpful though. And like, I loved when you see her in the woods and she just completely destroys the one killer. And I just, I loved the whole thing. I just loved it. You know, I, I loved that she had that moment. And like you said, I think they all sort of get a moment to shine in a way. And I think that was definitely her moment. And you know, it felt like she was sort of the brains behind the group in a way. Um, but again, I feel like each of them brought something different, but that didn't completely make them not the other things too. Like just because she was the smart one doesn't mean she wasn't also the like, you know, dangerous one that could kill one of them. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they were all sort of what they needed to be, I guess, if that makes sense. And I appreciated that about it too. Um, yeah. And I, I just really, I did like the, the whole concept of, you know, what was, I think what's the tagline of this movie where it says we can all die first, you know? So there is that trope of like, you know, the black people die first in the scary movies. And I love that they did turn that on its head and basically almost all of them survived, you know, um, in the friend group at least. So I did like that. And And something else that I did like that, and I don't really know if this is what they were trying to do necessarily, but, um, I was, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and he, he mentioned that like a lot of times, especially in older shows and movies, when you have like the gay character, they were kind of the, the villain or they were the bad one or, you know, something like that. And I feel like in this, I mean he was just almost the entire hero of the, of the group. And I just, I thought it was interesting and I didn't really make that connection with it until I had that conversation with him. And I was like, okay, I respect this movie a little bit more for that. And I don't even know if that was an intentional thing they were trying to say in the movie, but I appreciated that it was like, no, I'm this like independent going to survive, going to help kill these people and get out of here character. And he was just so, he came in such handy, you know what I mean? And like, I just really, I like that they did that with this character, uh, Dwayne. And yeah, it, it was just the individual people, you kind of feel like they're people, you know, right? Like you feel like this could be your friend group or these are people that you've met before. And that I think is really probably where this movie shines most is like, 
how they built these friendships and relationships between them. So yeah, I, I just really, really enjoyed that they did that. Um, and I, I did like the officer as well. <laughs> Deputy White or Ranger White, whatever his name was. <laughs> but yeah, he was really funny. I've seen him in a bunch of other like comedy type roles and he's just his delivery of of lines is so funny to me so yeah I just really I I like how they did that I think a, a part that I did enjoy with the whole I guess horror or thriller aspect of it is um kind of towards the end when they're kind of hiding up in the in the vents or wherever they're hiding and you see one of the killers um he takes the thing off where you can hear their phones going off right because he had turned off all their phones and then he turns it back on so that he can hear the notifications and see where people are and I thought that was kind of a clever I hadn't really seen that before I don't think that I remember anyway and I thought that was a clever way to be like they're hiding and I know they're hiding and this is how I'm gonna find them so I I thought that was a creative way for him to like catch them off guard where he would know where they were so that was yeah cool. they, they yeah yeah they had some moments in it that worked well for the horror side of it but in general it's kind of like what you said like i don't think they were going for we're going to be the scariest movie ever you know they're just going for let's have this setting about a group of friends and it's fun and funny said in the horror atmosphere more for just the commentary of it of what it is you know and yeah it was just uh it, it was good. It was really solid. I would say you're right. It's not anything. I would say this is a great movie. Like it's good. It's really good. Not quite great, but it's good, you know? Um, and again, like I kind of just wish that Yvonne Orji and Jay Farrow, the couple from the beginning, I wish they would have been in the movie more because I love both of them. And I think they're both so funny and really good actors. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Jay Farrow in anything when he's like serious role, but he's very good. Um, and I, I get like why they weren't in the movie more. It was part of the whole joke of it all and whatever that the more famous people don't last, you know, but um, I just really think that they would have been a really fun dynamic with that friend group if they were in the movie more. So that would maybe be the thing with the whole dynamic of friends that I would change is just having them in it more. But, um, yeah, I, I just, otherwise, yeah, I mean, they did a good job of making the game super creepy looking, you know, it was terrifying and I would have immediately been like, no, I'm not touching this game. This is creepy. Um, (laughs) but you're right. I do like Justin that they basically Clifton's whole thing was, you know, you're questioning my blackness and let me see what you guys know. And like, I thought that actually was a very clever thing and his reasoning kind of holds up (laughs) for a lot of uh, you know these these killers and their motivations sometimes you're like that's dumb that's stupid and that's just you just wanted to give a a dumb reason so they had some reason even though you didn't think through what it was like even the scream movies I feel like this guy seemed to have a better motivation than a lot of the scream villains like you know what I mean like it actually it's a it holds up why he had this whole thing planned how he did. So I did appreciate that too. Like they didn't slack on the part of there's a meaning behind why he's doing all of this. So yeah, it it was, uh, 
and then I also thought it was funny that when they like kind of cast him out and voted him out that it's like honestly it wasn't really about anything except who you said you voted for <laughs> I thought that was really funny they're <laughs> like that's yeah. really honestly why we're kicking you out because that's a no but yeah just the the funny like subtle humor and maybe that's the word I was looking for earlier like they have very subtle things in this humor that work really well um they didn't need to be over the top and like slapstick or anything like they just were very subtle and just very witty with everything they did and each character that they had felt very their reactions to what's happening felt very true to who you perceive them to be based on how they're portrayed you know in this movie like their actions make sense you know and all of that so I appreciate the consistency with that as well um so yeah I Overall, again, solid movie is probably just kind of the best way to describe it for me is it's solid, you know, in in whatever fashion you want to call it. If it's a comedy horror, really just a comedy with horror elements, whatever you want to call it, like it's still solid and it still works. And you're right. It is more entertaining than a lot of movies we've seen in the past few months. Any other thoughts about this movie? I don't think so. I feel I'm good. I feel kind of bad because we went rather quickly on it, but it's just I don't I think it's just because inherently the movie is rather straightforward. Yeah, there's no intricate things to like. It's yeah, it's a very it lays it all kind of out there for you. Yeah. And I think it's also the curse of a movie that is just good. Is there's not a lot to talk about in those instances because you have things that you like and you have things you don't like, but there's never anything that like blows your mind and, you know, makes you want to talk, you know, for 30 minutes just about it. But it's also Mm -hmm. not bad enough to where you want to just rail on it for an hour and complain about how shitty it was. Like, yeah, there's no like super divisive, like, uh, I guess thoughts on it. (laughs) And it's, yeah, it's not one of those where, it's intricate enough to where you need to dissect stuff that happens in it. So yeah, I agree. I think that's probably why, but it's great. Recommended by all of us, everyone. Yeah. And I think that the vast majority of it is just the acting and the dialogue and stuff like that, that that's where a lot of it excels. And sometimes that can be hard to describe just how well the chemistry was. And there were so many characters like, it's kind of hard to sometimes perfectly describe with words the chemistry of like six or seven people. It's just kind of one of those things you have to see it. You have to hear the banter back and forth and everything like that. Like, I don't remember every line, every joke, but what I did remember and appreciate it was just how well those actors and actresses were working together And it's just kind of one of those things. It's better to see it than for me to sit sit here and try to explain it. Like, you know, the part where he was like, I voted for Trump. And everybody was like, and then he goes twice. And they were like, ah, you know, like that's just, you know, you would have to see how they reacted. It's, it's, I could describe it, but it's not as going to be as effective as seeing how the characters reacted to that so it's just little things like that where i think sometimes it's hard to describe in a lot of detail 
That's fair. So, are you guys ready to go on to our secret surprise movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you want to call it that. <laughs> what a surprise or a movie? <laughs> yeah, a movie. <laughs> exactly. Heather coming with that attitude. You welcome everyone. Well, if you have not looked in the description yet, our secret surprise movie for this episode is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And because Justin was so adamant about it, we will go spoiler-free, recommendations and scores, and then into a more spoiler-centric section with time codes in the description to allow you to jump around. With all that... I'll go first with my spoiler-free thoughts. And Heather, what are your spoiler-free thoughts about this movie? <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, spoiler-free thoughts. Well, there's no other way to say it than just this movie is bad. <laughs> this movie is just... It's just straight bad. Like... it's one of those where I don't even think it's that much longer than the blackening is or and that much shorter than it is, but it felt longer. (laughs) Like It's 13 minutes shorter. Yeah. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's not even an hour and a half. I don't think so. Yeah. It's very, it's one of those where the concept of this movie is intriguing when you hear what it's supposed to be about. And just what they do in the movie, you're just like, this shouldn't feel long. I think the problem with this movie is, well, there's lots of problems with this movie, but as far as like how it's paced and why I think it feels long is because I feel like the scenes, like each scene they did was a long scene, you know, like they linger a lot in the scenes on things that you don't need to linger on. And I think that's why it feels like so long because there is nothing especially there's zero reason it needs to be longer to be honest, but it just, I think because of how like they just keep these scenes going when you're like, okay, we get it. We get it. Let's move on now. Let's go to the next thing. Let's go to the next, you know, kill or whatever. But it, I think that's why it feels longer than it is. And I'm not going to lie. It was definitely a chore to get through, but it was definitely also laughable. Like there, it was just, it's so bad that it's laughable. Like it's just, it's one of those movies that you're just like, who thought of this? Who thought of this movie? And like, how many people did the script go through? You know what I mean? And how many pages was that script even? Probably not many, but yeah, it's, um, it's bad. That that's, uh, that's what I could say in the spoiler free section. I like how Heather thought there was a script. Uh, Justin, what about you? That's fair, yeah. Yeah, that's true. This could have been something that was just filmed as they were going along. Um, Which isn't always a bad thing because Jaws had a lot of parts that were filmed as they were going along. So it just depends on who's doing it. You know what I'm saying? That ain't always a bad thing. Jaws um, had a lot of things going for it that this movie did not. 
<laughs> yeah, quite a few, quite a few. Uh, so it's funny because in the in with the last review, we were talking about man, maybe if they had had more violence, it would have been a better score. And this movie is kind of an example of when that's all you got, and you ain't got nothing else, not an ounce of intelligence, not an ounce of creativity, no kind of commentary on anything, and just no money. It seemed like. <laughs> to 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 do anything beyond just the the the, the basic shit here, it can be much worse <laughs> when you just lean into the gore and that's all you got. We we've we it, it's funny because we we're kind of looking at two movies that are totally opposite in a lot of ways with that. So yeah, it can always be worse uh, on the other side. So, yeah, the the grass was definitely greener when we were reviewing the blackening. But really to talk about this, like, the, the funny thing is, is that when this movie started, I at first kind of thought, well, maybe this movie would surprise me. Like, it, it starts with this kind of art rendition of... I- Super dug that. that yeah, it, like, that, that is the best. Sketch. Yeah, that is the best part of the film. It started strong. I, I, you know, I hate to say it. It's funny because it's like three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sure that three percent is how it started. I'm pretty sure that is the three percent that it got for tomato for this tomato score. But like. I thought that that beginning was relatively strong with it talking about, you know, Christopher Robin uh, had to go to college, so he had to leave them, and they started to starve, and then they turned to their animalistic tendencies and things like that, and that's sort of why they became these ravaged killers, you know, Pooh and Piglet and Eeyore died, and that, that his death also traumatized them and everything like that. You know, all that beginning with the sketches and how they did sort of that art rendition of it was good. So then I'm thinking, oh, man, well, if that's any indication of what the movie is going to be, then maybe this is going to actually surprise me. And then it felt like all of the creativity and all of the, the, the storytelling and the ambition and everything was in that first couple of minutes, and then it's just absolute garbage for the rest of it. And, like, I I mean, I think for a movie this cheaply made where you've got Pooh and Piglet walking around and you can just tell that these are people in obvious costumes, like, you can see their faces and stuff like that, I think it was a mistake Well, the whole movie's a mistake, but I think it was a mistake to not have them talking. I mean, if it's going to be this bad and look this bad, you might as well have Pooh talking shit. I mean, you might as well have Piglet laughing and giggling or whatever like he does in the cartoons and stuff and talking shit. I mean, I don't know how it wouldn't have helped this because them being silent and walking around in these obvious costumes and Pooh gorging himself with honey and the mask barely moving and shit. I almost would have just preferred if they were just talking shit, you know, 
like what is that movie Turkey Armageddon or what is it called the the Thanksgiving? Yeah, my bad. I, I almost think maybe they should have just been talking shit. You know, I probably would have just enjoyed it more if every now and then Pooh was like, take this honey, bitch, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I would have at least got some laughs out of some of that shit. I mean, I'm just saying, like, why did you not have him talk? (laughs) Or after there's a scene where he runs over a girl, like girl's head. Why didn't he just, oh, bother. Yeah. Right. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, what about, like, if they talked and they talked in their normal like cartoon voice that they have in the thing. And that's actually probably even more creepy that they're just being all joyful and silly and cartoony with their kills that are so horrifying, you know? Yeah. And they're just decapitating, running over people and just killing people. Oh, go ahead, Sarley. No, I'm just saying piglet would have been even more terrifying if it talked like little piglet. Yeah. All big and monstrous looking like fucking, what is it, Bebop? Fucking Ninja Turtles and shit. And just was like, you know, had that weak little meek voice to him. Oh, it would have been fantastic. Yeah. Like, I really think if they had just went that that direction, this would have been 10 times better. So I don't know what it was behind the decision to make them just these silent stalker killers. But it just didn't work. I mean, they didn't oh, look know. intimidating enough. Oh, you know? Yeah, this movie had like a budget of like $6,000. They just didn't have enough money to get somebody that could do a good enough impression. Okay, so there that's, you go. That's they what just it is. couldn't afford it. Okay, so they couldn't afford it. So we get silent but violent killers. So you just totally like took all the fun possibilities out of this without them being able to talk. Other than that, you know, like we said, it's just so cheaply made and it really is just these, it's just Piglet and Pooh just going around. They kill a bunch of reasonably attractive women and that's the movie. I mean, it's just, the the it, and it's just so straightforward. I don't know what to say beyond that. It's just person gets killed. Then we have a scene where Pooh and Piglet are doing something. Then person did a little conversation between two people. None of it matters. They don't develop characters. I mean, I guess you could say there was one developed character where she was seeing a therapist and she had this traumatic event and stuff like that. What did any of that have to do with the film or how did any of that come into play with what happened later or how did it relate to anything other than her just being super scared because she was traumatized. I didn't understand why we got all that backstory for that, for that chick. And none of it came into play later. None of it mattered at all later. So that was weird. Um, and then we didn't do anything really interesting with how we killed uh, Piglet or anything like that. It just, I don't know, man. It just lacked any kind of creativity. So they didn't have the money to really kind of make the gore spectacular or the stunts or any of the special effects. But they also didn't have the creativity to compensate for that. 
So ultimately what you get is just a really bad movie where we have people in costumes just, and it's funny because like, I remember Sterling a few podcasts ago when you told me that, oh, now the Winnie, Winnie the Pooh and all of those names and likenesses and stuff like that can be used for movies and stuff like that now because of the time release on them um, legally and everything. And I just question like why they even needed to get those likenesses. I mean, I guess just so you could say Winnie the Pooh and I guess all it was was a name, but it just felt like you could have done this with any animals. It could have just been a boy and his who befriended these people in the woods and a bear and a pig just go on a killing spree, or it could have been an elephant and a tiger. I just, it just almost could have been anything if they're just going to walk around and be these silent, violent killers. So it's like, if this was all the creativity you had, why even wait on the Winnie, the, the Pooh licenses, or why even be excited about that if this was all the shit you were going to do? So um, there's one other reason why they didn't talk. Uh, and this has to do with the complicated bullshit that is copyright law. So these characters had to be solely based on the book versions of Winnie the Pooh. Uh. Anything that is associated with them as far as the cartoons go, which was the Disney cartoons, are still under copyright protection because that's a different variation on this that had different rights. So... If you gave them any voice, people would complain that they don't speak like Winnie the Pooh or they don't speak like Piglet because they also can't speak like those Piglets or Piglet and Winnie the Pooh because that is under the Disney copyright still. So they had to be solely based on the books. So instead of having characters that don't sound like what everybody wants them to sound like, they just don't have them talk. So... To further complicate things, that is also why they don't talk. Because the book characters can talk, but technically the book characters don't have a voice. Like, you know, like I said, so if they just had the actors talking for them, everybody would be like, man, they don't even sound like Winnie the Pooh or Piglet because they can't. Like, so there's another reason why, um, all right, recommendations and scores? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we still got to do that, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Recommendations and scores. Um, I give it a negative 62 Bs that are in this movie that don't fucking matter. Uh, Justin, what about you? Yeah. It's, it's going to be... A negative 12. Why was this movie out of 100? Um, <laughs> I was just going with a straight zero for this one. Um, yeah, like uh, it's 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 a zero. I mean, it's a straight zero. <laughs> like there's 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 no points for anything in this. There's just not. Um, 
No, I don't recommend it. There's there's no reason to watch this movie. There's nothing. It's it's just a hard no for me. So that's what I got for you. Oh, sorry. Zero um, eating honey in the most gross way possible out of 100. All right. So that pulls this official Cinescore. To a negative 24. <laughs> that has <laughs> got to be a record of some kind. <laughs> it's not. Because no? I, think, I think the Pope's Exorcist got a negative 87. Oh, boy. Because I think I gave it no. a negative 300. The Pray for the devil, you mean, right? That's yeah, what I mean. Pray, yes, pray for pray. the devil. Pray for the devil got a negative 87. Because I gave it a <laughs> negative 300. I, did, I forgot I, about that. Just, <laughs> But I think this does mark the first time a movie has gotten two negative scores from us. I don't think anyone else has joined me with negative scores. And also, I don't remember what I gave it. I gave it a negative something. I also just winged it. I wasn't, I I just said, I was like, it's a negative number. I don't know, a negative (laughs) this. I'm putting as much effort into reviewing this movie and scoring this movie as this movie did in making. So, I don't know. Like I said, I don't even remember what I gave it. I just gave it that score, what, two minutes ago? I don't remember. I typed it in my calculator to do this part, and I forgot what it was. So, I mean, to be fair to the Pope's ex or or the, the, fuck, Pray for the Devil, I do think this movie is worse than Pray for the Devil. But Good old Ann Wick, yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, I don't know. But like I said, I don't remember. I'm not I'm not even trying. Uh spoilers? Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Why were there so many bees in this movie? They don't do a damn thing. Why did they waste all that Just money show that the honey's around on doing CGI bees that do Nothing. They serve no purpose in this movie. There's that one scene where he's walking around the outside of the house and there's just a swarm of bees with him. And then the next time you see him, there is nay a bee in sight. What? Why? I mean... I, this movie is just a bunch of shit that happens like consistently throughout the thing. I mean, I do think the opening is super solid. I totally dug it. I like the explanation of everything. I like the idea that they just turned and ate Eeyore because they were starving, but then they're mad because they had to eat Eeyore. But at the same time, the narr- the narration behind it and the animation for it don't line up because Eeyore is also skin and bones. So I'm like, how much meat you getting off of skin and bones Eeyore? How are you getting enough meat to sustain yourself? You know, and then also then what happened to rabbit and fucking owl? Where are they in this movie? Yeah. It mentions nothing about them dying. And is Tigger, is he a Disney creation? I don't know. 
That's a good question. He sure. must be because they didn't even mention him. So Tigger might be a Disney creation, and that's why they couldn't use Tigger. Okay, fine. Okay, enough. But, like, these costumes are bad, man. Like, Winnie the Pooh is either wearing, like, yellow latex gloves or just yellow work gloves. It just looks so bad at all times. Um, Piglet is just in a pig face. Like, it is just pig face. And that is it. And, like, at no point do any of these, like, I understand that the whole idea is that they're feral and they have no humanity and they want to eat people now. But then why are they doing, like, weird torture murders also? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. And if they really reverted back to their animalistic ways, they would, you would think they'd be walking on all fours and everything like that. Like it'd go complete animal. They were just kind of walking around just like you was chilling and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they were kind of having their cake and eating it too with that whole thing. And apparently they killed some people that wore the exact same clothing size and shoes that they wear. <laughs> And also, why is Winnie the Pooh so good at getting honey now that he couldn't get enough money, like honey, to satiate them for a little bit? Like, you're telling me that these fucking things go feral so now they can drive cars? But they couldn't figure out how to not starve for a little bit? Also, something I just realized is... You know how, you know, uh, Pooh has, you know, his strong hand that, you know, slaps the skin off your face or whatever. Do you think that's because he has honey on his hands or is it just because he's that, you know, strong? Maybe that's his honey hand, though. Maybe that's his hand that he sticks in the honey and he has to use all his strength to pull it out. I never thought about it till you were just talking about that for some reason. But yeah, maybe that's why. Because I was like, what? Like, what is this? Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe his hand is so sticky from honey that it pulls your flesh off. I didn't think about that. But also, mm. they didn't either. So, no. <laughs> I mean, especially because there is one scene where he ties a woman down and, like, punches her in the face, like, four or five times. Now, it takes them three minutes of film to film him punching her four times. Uh, And not even on camera. You see it through the shadows. It's very accurate to say that. Yep. But she is alive as fuck after that. Yeah, she's just okay. (laughs) She doesn't even have a black eye. He was in there a lot, man. It was making hella smack sounds. And I was like, golly, she's, her face is going to be hamburger. And it just right. wasn't. Yeah, that old lady was, though. The next scene, because they have her beat her. And then literally in film time, not like not in real life as you watching the film, but the amount of time that passes to the characters, it's like three minutes later. They run up to her and rescue her with not even a scratch on her face. 
And I was like, okay, was he just hitting whatever she was laying on? Was he hitting something else that was near her? And I got the wrong idea. I was thinking the camera was going to show me something like, did I miss something here? Was he not hitting her? And it didn't. And I went, nope, this movie is just some bullshit. It's, well, it's just keep going. It, the movie spends its whole budget on bashing a woman's face on, on a, uh, a wood grinder and then shoving her through it a la Fargo. And then running over a woman with a car. And that's why it has to like taper down all the other kills so much. Just because it just has no more money. And it's so obvious how much shit happens like blurry off, like out of focus or just off camera from that point on. Like so bad. And this movie follows all the terrible tropes of old horror movies. Just like a girl running around and hiding by not hiding and also just breathing as loud as humanly possible and then standing up and the killer's right behind her and then somehow the killer rips her shirt off. You're just like, get the fuck out of here with that tired ass bullshit. Why are you acting like it's 1986 and you're just in the heyday of shit like that happening? Like it's fucking dumb. And, like, how did they not know all these people were dying? Like, they were showing news clips and stuff, and it was like, hell of people dying in this forest or whatever. Why is this available for people to go? I mean, it was like, I could have swore I saw news clips, and it was like, Dude, hell of death in the forest. They were. And I was like, why then? Why is it open? Why is it the, available? Why did they not know shit? It is hell of death. opening <laughs> sequence is just newspaper clippings talking about just years of people being murdered in the hundred acre woods <laughs> yeah, and then just finding mu- mutilated bodies and just people missing all over the place. And also somehow Christopher Robin is going to fucking college in England. England's a tiny ass country. All the papers would have had that shit. And yeah. he just had no idea that they were murdering people. Apparently, he hasn't looked at a single piece of news in five years. Just not a one. Hadn't, hadn't even looked at what the weather is going to be like. Because that would be too much like news. Especially because yeah, that, like, that Airbnb or whatever that they rented, dude, had all the modern amenities. That was a brand new hot tub. And like... Very modern swimming pool. I mean, that that house was decked out as fuck. Yeah, it was we're, immaculate. <laughs> we're, yeah. Was was Winnie and, 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 and Piglet, did they murder all the people that built it too? I mean, why was some woman playing music on a Bluetooth speaker enough to draw their attention, but not shit being constructed? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were just so many articles, Sterling. There was just so many. Dude. It would have been on everything. It would have just been all over the media. It was so many. It was so many front pages. I mean, this this news company. (laughs) 
if as many murders <laughs> took place in the Hundred Acre Woods as those newspaper clippings were to imply, we would have known about it here. Yeah, we would have known. I mean, that would have just been a sketch for just about anything on media. Everybody would have been talking about the Hundred Acre Wood massacres. That Dude. just would have been common knowledge. There, there would have been internet stories and Reddit articles all talking about the mystery of the Hundred Acre Woods and why people just constantly go missing and bodies are found there. They would have just burned down the forest at that point. It's only 100 acres. I know that's kind of a lot, but it's also not. Like, you can reasonably get, I don't know, an army together and go search that if that many people are dying. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's just the most hilarious thing. And just the fact that these people could rent a place there after all of that shit. It just, oh, man, it it just doesn't make any sense. And especially when one of your people is a victim who was traumatized, who was by herself, who was, you know, traumatized and was a victim and stuff like that. Somebody like that after an experience like that would have been hella careful and doing research and been like, do I really want to go to this? Do I really want to go somewhere where I'm, you know, I just feel like a person like that would have just been extra cautious after that shit. Like, I just think a person like that, it would be hard, especially that just happening. And then her, her friends being like, let's go away to this place. Well, I just feel like she would have done a research and been like looking for a reason not to go, maybe, or even if she's forcing herself to go. I just feel like that person would have done a research, not wanting to be anywhere where she would be compromised. And yeah. it just feels like that was not what a character would like that would yeah. do. Yeah. Isolated cabin in the middle of nowhere, or I don't know, a beach resort in Spain. Right. Yeah. 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 I will say that I did not expect all of them to die. I'll say that much. I did not care if all of them died. Also true. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's so fucking weird and dumb and not even in a good way. Like, like, there's a there's a character her name is Charlene. It's a character that they find tied up at the I don't know poo encampment. And it's actually the woman you see early in the film. Like she runs into her at the petrol station. Um so I guess Winnie the Pooh grabbed her literally right after that. But how does she know that their names are Pooh and Piglet? How? They don't talk. You know, like her own monologue about who those characters are does not even line up with itself. Because <laughs> she's like, they call no. themselves Pooh and Piglet. But, you know, and they speak in broken English every once in a while. But they also don't talk. And Piglet's never said a word. And I'm like, <laughs> then how do they speak in broken English? Right. Like at no point 
is any of that actually like done. And then like she just goes fucking crazy and she's just like running around screaming, what did they do to me? What did they You were there. I know. That that was my whole thing. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, why are you so suddenly surprised that you are like beat to all hell and cut up and suddenly you look in the mirror and you realize that it's happened and then you're on a revenge <laughs> path? Like what? <laughs> Oh God! It was like just... I just want to know how she knows their names. Did Pooh introduce them? Was Pooh like, "Hey, I'm Pooh. That's Piglet. We's gonna torture you." <laughs> With the way this movie went, I would not have been surprised. But yeah, at least have the respect to show me. Right. Exactly. Man, I just, I'm, I don't know, man. I just feel like they should have been talking, man. I don't care if you couldn't do the original voices. Just be stupid with it. Why wasn't Pooh smoking? I don't know. Why wasn't he rolling up honey in a <laughs> in a joint and smoking it and just doing all kinds of stupid shit? I just think, I just think they should have just went for it, man. Like, screw it. Whatever voices you could have got, just do them, you know? I don't care if he, I don't care if Pooh sounded like this. Whatever. I, I just think would have been better than them being silent. I mean, I agree. Point. And the thing is, too, is like there's that one scene also where Pooh is whipping Christopher Robin with a big old braid of hair. <laughs> I think that is meant to be Eeyore's tail. Uh, otherwise, I, I guess that would make sense. Otherwise, if it's if that's not what it's meant to be. I've got no idea what they were trying to do with that thing. Because otherwise, it is just a super long ponytail he cut off a woman or a person. Right. Like, it's weird. And, but he's like, but it's meant, I like to me, I took that as that's meant to be Eeyore's tail. But then they also show Eeyore's tail as just being a regular ass tail in the animated <laughs> section. They also show... That they buried Eeyore, but then later after they get Christopher Robin and after he's like screaming, why are you doing this? And they take him to that cave that also is just not in the movie. So it's very weird that the cave's not in the movie, even though they're like living in a cave. Uh, and they show him like Eeyore's skeleton. And I'm like, but it was buried. Why did you unbury it? <laughs> just to show that. They had to show him. They had to exhume because you didn't have him talking, Sterling. <laughs> so he couldn't have been like, you left us, bitch, you know? <laughs> well, and that's the funny thing, too. Like, I thought it was hilarious that, like, Christopher Robbins having this, like, just internal struggle and dialogue with himself, basically. He keeps screaming, like, why are you doing this? And then at the end, he's like, <laughs> I know why. It's because of this, right? Like. Was that something you were guilty about? Like, why did you just suddenly decide that's what it was? And like, we're so sure of it when they don't even talk and you haven't seen them in how long. And I, I thought that was so funny. I've seen this movie 100% more times than you two. Cause I have seen it twice. Mm -hmm. And one of those times was again today. I originally saw it as a special screening a few months back. Uh, where even though I have a membership to this movie theater, 
where I get three tickets a week for one monthly fee. I still had to pay $25 to go watch this movie on a Wednesday night because that was the only time it was showing. And so I've seen this movie twice. I have no idea what scene you're talking about, Heather. None. Really? I don't remember that at all. Jason, do you remember that? And that's, I'm assuming that's the end of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's at the end, yeah. Yeah, I literally watched the end of this movie two hours ago. (laughs) I don't remember that at all. Yeah, when he's out in the field and he's like, it's because I left, right? Or he said something to that effect and he's like, he's like, if you let her live, I promise I'll stay and whatever and it doesn't matter. So then I'm like, so clearly that's not what it was, Christopher Robin. (laughs) He killed her anyway. Like, I don't know. It was just funny that he's like screaming and shouting and then he's like, okay, I know what it is. Like, (laughs) he's just having an internal monologue with himself on this. I don't know. But I still, I don't understand. Why did they come across that woman that day? Because they literally, she says, they took, or Christopher Robin says, they took her this morning. And then he talks around her, but he doesn't ever talk around Christopher Robin. I'm like, why is he so selective with how he talks or who he talks to? (laughs) Right. I'm so confused by this. But then once again, it kind of just makes me go like, well, they just also weren't trying. The whole point of this movie is just to be like, hey, this is public domain. Look at all this crazy fucked up shit we're going to do with your childhood character you love. It's all shock factor bullshit. Yeah. That's all this movie is. But unfortunately, it's also not shocking. It's just a bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's about right. I mean, another thing, too, that was funny to me was, like, the one girl that's like, that's for this, and that's for this, when she's like, <laughs> I'm like, why? Like, wh- what do you need to give this? This is for the audience. This is 0% for, like, your actual situation. <laughs> like, there's no point in explaining to them why you're doing what you're doing. It's pretty clear. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just what I don't know. And I do... I. Like, I think probably the funniest and most frustrating thing about this movie is the scene when they're in the house pool and he's like chasing after that girl that's just like in the pool. And like, I have never seen somebody take so long to get out of a pool in my life. (laughs) You've got a freaking murderer with a weapon in this not even that big of a pool chasing you getting you know in the water or whatever to come and get you and you take five years to get to the other side of that pool and like it was the most frustrating thing that I've ever seen I was like well you're not moving at any sort of normal pace for somebody who's (laughs) about to kill you but okay it was so funny though because I'm like this is ridiculous well the funny thing is about that is in that scene She's trying to swim away and they're trying to make it seem like she's getting into the deep end of the pool. So she can't stand. So she's trying to like flee swim whilst also like constantly looking back to make sure where Piglet is. And that's why, you know, it's so hard for her to get out as she can't touch the bottom until they get to the kill scene. 
because she is clearly standing there with the water going maybe to her rib cage. Yeah. And that's why I didn't even think of that, Sterling, where I was like, oh, that's supposed to be the deep end. Didn't even think of that because of this. Like, it didn't look like the deep end at all. It's because they do those scenes of her, like, legs underwater, and she can't touch the bottom. And she's, like, barely, like, she's doing that thing where you, like, kind of light kick off of it, you know, when it's just a a little, it's just getting, starting to get too deep. Yeah. I'll be honest, I don't even remember that. I don't even remember that. Yeah, and then at the (laughs) end of the scene, she's standing in the three-foot side. Yeah. And so is Piglet, because like Piglet's even like less underwater. <laughs> but I'm just like, okay, if, if that's the case, fine. But also at that point, just don't try to touch the bottom. Just swim and you would have been going faster. Like swim to the edge and hop out or something. It was just, it felt like a three minute slow motion chase in the pool. It was just insanity. I don't I don't know why it bothered me so much, but I was like, this is the dumbest scene of a killing in a movie I've ever seen. Because you did this to yourself, woman. You should have gotten out of that pool so much faster than you did. <laughs> oh, so bad. Yeah, fuck this movie, man. Like, I get the intrigue, and I kind of dug that. I liked when they announced it, like, just the idea of taking these childhood characters and doing all this other stuff. And there's some other book he's wanting to do that with now, something else that's, like, going to be in public domain or is in public domain, where, like, they're going to try to make a universe out of just, like, old public domain shit things that are, like, and making them horror things. And I'm like, that totally works as, like, a TV, like, miniseries of, like, Five episodes, half an hour each. Oh, it's fine. But like, yeah, I could see that. I don't want to see another movie like this. I'm sad. I've seen this movie twice. I own it now. (laughs) I own it just to make you two fuckers watch it because I was sick and tired of being the one fucking person I know that had watched it. So who are you really mad at here, Sterling? That's my question. Myself. <laughs> it's and you know, and anybody who was associated with this movie. I fair. have spent thirty-seven dollars on this movie total to see it twice, but also just to make sure you two fucks have seen it. <laughs> just to torture us. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I also thought it was funny the scene with like the when they run into those three guys with the truck in the middle of the road and the guy legitimately says, I'm going to open up a can of whoop ass on this guy. (laughs) He says to him, what? Like, (laughs) like just absolute no concept that these are murderers just standing in front of them. Like, I like uh, to think that they didn't have anything written. And the actor was like talking to the director, like, Hey, (laughs) Is it cool if I like try some stuff and like say some stuff? And then the director's like, yeah. And this guy is just so stuck in late 90s wrestling. (laughs) He's just like, I'm going to open up a can of whoop ass on him. And he's like, all right. You know what? And I feel like that would make me feel better about that line being in this movie. That would make me feel 100% better about that moment. But they also do that trope that's done in a lot of movies where, you know, they 
just sit there looking at the murders happening before they even try to take off in the truck. Like they're just sitting there like, oh my gosh, I'm terrified. But then they just watch until the last murder happens before they even try to get away. (laughs) What is that? Come on, guys. Get it together. Yeah. And why was Pooh indestructible? (laughs) Why was he wrong? Why could he just take everything? All that honey. Just all that honey he's eating. I guess so. I (laughs) guess that that stuff just makes you Superman, gives you Superman and vulnerability. I mean, he was getting hit with everything and no-sold it. He got rammed with that vehicle into a tree. It was fine. I mean, this fool was the Incredible Hulk. I mean, I didn't understand. <laughs> Why was he just right. but, indestructible? But a woman that got beat severely can just beat Piglet to death with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, that didn't make any sense. Like, why were they so lopsided in power? Did Piglet never partake in the honey? You know, I just don't understand. We see Piglet partake in the honey because whenever they recapture Caroline, Pooh uh, drools a bunch of honey on Caroline's face, and then Piglet eats her face. Ah, oh, that's right. He does. So Piglet does. does eat the honey. Hmm. His honey hand, I can't with that. Like, just <laughs> slapping people with his honey hand, taking their faces <laughs> off. Man. That's just something that's not going to leave you, is it, Heather? No. You're just like, his fucking honey hand. <laughs> just like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to probably have nightmares about that. That's just... Because the thing is, it didn't even click until literally you were saying something. And I was like, oh, is that why he could just slap people and just their faces come off? Like, I was like, what is this weird power that Pooh has, apparently? And that's what it was. Yep. All right, Heather, I think you should just really express how you feel about it and say, his fucking honey hand. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, you should have said, Oh bother. Come on. I totally set up for it. Man, missed opportunities all around. That's what this movie does to me, guys. Not even thinking right. Except apparently not enough for you to say his fucking honey hand. It's implied. It's understood. <laughs> There's, I will not waste you, you my swear implying, words on a honey hand poo. <laughs> you are implying that there is anything subtle deserve it about this movie. No, no, no. This movie does not deserve your subtlety. It deserves your wrath and your anger. All right, you guys it got any more thoughts true. about this? <laughs> Definitely not. Nah. On that note, thank you guys for listening to this very special uh, episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com. Cinema Slayers podcast on Facebook at Cinema Slayers uh, pod on Twitter on at Cinema underscore Slayers on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Slayers pod on TikTok at Cinema Slayers pod on YouTube. Uh, Give us a five star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Just remember, guys, video will be back up in just a couple of weeks. 
just bear with us until then. It'll be all fine. Uh, shout out to Plug Me Go and Mundo Ochoa for our theme song and logos, respectively. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends' family, tell your family's friends, and most of all, tell those dear sweet mothers, because dear sweet mothers love. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know, pool selfies? I have nothing for this one, guys. <laughs> nothing mothers love about, like, well, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing specific. So pool you selfies. You could have referenced something from the blackening. I was trying to, but I was like, there's nothing specifically that I could say, like, you know what? Mothers love this from that movie. Mothers love them living till the end. You know what? That's good. Or, you know, weekend getaways with your friends. Yeah. Mothers love that. There we go. Uh, just remember here at the Cinema Slayers podcast, we are both pro slut and pro Sydney. We are very much anti Winnie the Pooh, though. When he's a murderer, yes. I don't know. This kind of ruined Winnie the Pooh in general. <laughs> Just in general, yeah. Just in general. And as I always end this podcast, these TikToks and YouTube videos, just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is a Best Picture winner. You know, it's a very little known fact that you used to be able to get poo toys at Burger King. Somebody will listen to it. <laughs> Nobody knows anything. So, oh, no. What kind of toys? I thought you guys would know that. Huh? Winnie the Pooh toys? Yeah. Cinema Slayers. Oh, so this movie took inspiration from like Winnie the Pooh being a killer by you having to eat Burger King. You knew, oh, you knew it had that. to be. So this movie had was be. inspired by true events. <laughs> no, somebody, the, the director was just like, man, Burger King kills it. You know what? They had and Pooh Bear toys. people. Pooh kills. <laughs> That's just, but he didn't kill it the right way, though. Now, he didn't kill it the Burger King way. Man, he killed it just <laughs> like a Whopper. <laughs> Come on, man. That ain't cool. It's what not. Talk about? It's very not cool. <laughs> Why are you going to talk about Burger King like that? I'm talking about killing I, like the good kill. I right was Heather, willing. Right, right young Heather. When you were young Heather, the version of that, when you were child Heather... You were like, man, they killed on these orange tots. What was it? Chicken fries? No, orange tots. <laughs> orange tots. <laughs> I want that to be a thing. Oh, I no. want you to think about that for a second, Justin. <laughs> orange flavored tater tots. It sounds delectable to me. Challenge like accepted, delight. Justin. I'm going to make you some orange tots. Oh, God. When you come. Just like I will go find Burger King's recipe for orange tots. <laughs> the funny thing is, Justin, is I was actually going to let you have a reprieve this week. I wasn't even going to bring up Burger King this week at all. And it's because you are such a glutton for punishment because you like <laughs> Burger King. You had to bring it upon yourself unprovoked. <laughs> oh, I was just, just making you aware the toys were available at a certain, for a limited time. 
That's it. I just <laughs> gave you a fun fact, a fun BK fact. Any fact about BK is usually fun. I just wanted Justin, to give that to you. There has never been a fun that. Burger King fact. Never. <laughs> I blessed you with a Burger King fact. I you blessed, blessed me you. with a Burger King fact like I blessed you with buying this movie and making you fucking watch it. <laughs> Yikes. Just a honey hand but, slap to the face, Justin. But unlike Pretty you, much. Justin, I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is by paying for it to make you watch it. You're not <laughs> even willing to buy Burger King. Oh, man. I drive by there all the time, dude. I drive by there all the time and look and look very proudly at it. So, All right. As a test for the next episode, Justin, what I want you to do to truly show your support, I want you to go there and just order, order a, was it a baking king? Yes. A baking king and a, like a, and a Dr. Pepper and a fries and order it and pay for it. And just to show how much you support them. Just walk the fuck out. Don't actually get the food and eat it because you won't do it. <laughs> but just to give them money to show you support them. Oh, if I order a bacon king, I'm going to eat a bacon king. Eight months ago when I had it, it was great. Well, we'll see. Uh, that's just my, you know, I want to see if you'll actually go give Burger King money before our next episode. They don't do handouts. Burger King's stronger than that. They don't do handouts. Right they can't afford to do, do handouts, hand Justin. That's the problem. <laughs> they, they they don't even have enough people paying for their food. They can't afford to give it away. <laughs> I'm just saying, Heather, when you went two decades ago, you paid for it, right? Someone did. <laughs> for some I mean, orange tots? Heather paid for it with a little bit of her soul. <laughs> Y'all are never gonna let me live that down, huh? The no. orange tots. Orange tots. You morose <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I can't wait to make you orange tots. Please don't make them, please. I'm gonna make some orange them. tots. I'm gonna zest some orange on it and do a nice little orange citrus sauce on it and just serve that to you. Go mad, Justin. <laughs> a Burger King favorite of yours, orange tots. <laughs> Get it along with that marshmallow pizza that you love so much, too. <laughs> oh. And I'm going to stare at you oh. until you eat it. Orange and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. That you so love from your precious Burger King. Mmm. You almost had a week off of it, Justin. You just asked for it. I know. I did this to myself. I did this to myself. Is that so, the I same mean, thing you, you say to yourself now. when you're sick after eating Burger King? <laughs> no, but I do know how you feel buying the poo movie. This must be how it feels. I did this to myself. Yeah. I hope you're happy, Justin. I hope you're happy now. On that note, I'm out.